in Payne County. And it's almost over. It just started and it's almost over. Hello, Advent, and goodbye. Goodbye. It was so nice to know you for these these 22 days. Um, 22 days? That's a a shorty. Shortest Advent possible. Oh, because... Oh, this year. Oh, we we got to do this. Uh, there's something that we need to talk about here in a second. What is that? No, um, it's about it's about Christmas. It's about hey, because I love I've, Christmas. Um, I, you know, you know, um, you know when you get paid time and a half for something. Yeah. We, I, are you saying pre should get time and well, a half? Well, no. You know, I'm coming over to help you out. So. Well, we so everyone should know we made a we made a good we made an agreement. This is actually really cool. We do have a good agreement. So, I'm not wanting really. T- I don't want time and a half. No, but I think this is. So we talk a lot about uh, in our parish. We talk a lot about stewardship and just generosity, right? So very early on, we have a priest uh, here in Stillwater. He's a retired priest. Oh yeah, named Father Jim Griner. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And Father Griner is a retired priest of Oklahoma City. He helped me out for a month. And yes, yeah, so this is my this is my thing. He's how old? How old is he? I don't know. He's in his eighties. Yeah. He was uh, two years ahead of Blessed Stanley Rother in the seminary. What? <laughs> uh, so Father Griner is a, was a priest of the Archdiocese, is a priest of the Archdiocese of Oklahoma City, but he's retired and, in lives, and lives in Stillwater. His yep. family farm, his family was actually very instrumental in starting St. Francis Xavier back in the late 1800s, early what? 1900s. His, his grandfather, Alphonse, was oh, yeah. like one of the early leaders in getting a church built saint francis xavier number one um anyway early on father griner pulls me aside and this is when we were both here by ourselves and he said you know i want to be of help to you um you know this is a very important place to me and i live here and he he's he always he always refers to me as that he's one of my parishioners which he is <laughs> i mean he is um, and he said, I'll help you anytime I can. You know, I try to help a lot in the archdiocese. Like 30 weekends a year. And so he's out and about. Anyway, and he said, and please never, like never send me money for it. So it's common among priests. Right. Like if you, if I were to go and cover at some parish, you know, anywhere, they, they would normally give the priest like a little... Stipend. A, a stipend. And it's usually, it's $20 or $25 or $50 if it's a Sunday or, you know, there's different. Yeah, stole fees. And then they and... might give you, like, some money for because you, like, traveled mm-hmm. and you had to spend money on gas, whatever. Well, in all of the years that I've been here, which is six, we, anyway, we came, Father Kerry and I came up with kind of a similar agreement, and that is we're going to help each other, mm-hmm. just jump in at different places, and let's, like, let's not account for it. Let's not, okay, look, now you covered three masses and I covered two. And so you owe me $12, you know, <laughs> um, anyway, just, I think it builds, huh? it builds a spirit of just of generosity that I try to help you, especially, I mean, we have two priests over here this year and you're solo, you know, so can we help out? And then you're jumping in on Christmas Eve morning, <laughs> For the fourth Sunday of Advent, because that si, day, senor. that day there will be masses at, just on that Sunday, December twenty fourth, uh-huh. at this church. There will be mass at eight thirty, eleven fifteen, one p.m. in Spanish, four o'clock, which is Christmas. Now it's Christmas. Four o'clock, six o'clock, eight o'clock in Spanish, midnight. 
Okay, okay. And then what's it, what's it on Christmas Day? And then Christmas Day. Day, so midnight. Midnight Mass is Christmas Mass. And then 9 a.m. Okay, so as a priest, I, I just have a question. Mm-hmm. Um, so can I celebrate Saturday morning Mass? No, no, no. Let's see. No, I have your sa- I have your Sunday Mass. You're going to celebrate the two English Masses on Sunday morning. On Sunday morning. For Sunday for Christmas. And yep. then I can go and then, but I can't celebrate a third Mass. Uh, being Christmas Eve, or is that just another day? You can, you you can. Okay, that's Chris, that's so Christmas. for the good people of God, you're out there in holiness land, and you're just like, I'm just becoming as holy as I can this Advent season. When you uh, remember on the fourth Sunday of Advent, you're gonna go to Mass on either Saturday night of the vigil of yep. the fourth Sunday of Advent, yep. Sunday Mass, Sunday morning, yep, yep, and then you're gonna turn around and go to Mass. Sunday night for the vigil, yep, and then Monday for Christmas Day, or Monday, or Monday for Christmas. So here's how this is. I think the best way to do it: you're going to go to mass twice. Pretend Christmas doesn't exist. When would you go to mass for the fourth Sunday of Advent? Right. So here, you go Saturday night or you go Sunday morning. Uh huh. Yep. Yep. Just like always, just like a regular Sunday. Okay. Now pretend that there's no Sunday and that it's Christmas. When would you normally go to Mass for Christmas? Would you go Christmas Eve? Would you go to midnight? Would you go Christmas Day? Go to that. Yep. Now just do just do both. Yep. Don't even change your pants. Yes. And just, so I... Just go. No, yeah. Don't even change your socks. I mean, you could. You could go to the 1 o'clock Spanish Mass, which will be over about 2 o'clock. And just stick and around. Then, and help decorate. And then stick around and go to the, go to the 4 o'clock Christmas Eve. Yeah. Great. Yeah, you one's can, in Spanish, one's in English. You know, because you need right. to help decorate in the church. You know, sure. uh, most especially, I think, decorating the toilets with uh, with a scrub brush, you know, going in there. So people want to help out. They can go in and scrub the toilets. They can get, mop the yeah, floors. Yeah, we put um, green and red uh, cleaner in so that the toilet, when it flushes, I thought you guys, you know, we, we go, we go full. What full one on. ways that I keep people moving, uh, during the Advent season is I put, um, I put, uh, red cedar wreaths on the toilets oh. and that keeps them butts off the seat. So they just come nice. in, you do their business and go. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so it's not, it's not that hard. Like, I've seen like parish, you know, and we don't we don't make our living here ripping on other parishes. But if you if I may, oh, it, dumb, hold on, hold there's on. like oh, all hey, these let me charts. Kick, let me kick all, the soapbox over dioceses there, Diocese and parishes, they're making like charts, and I'm like, you're con- you're making it more confusing. What do you say? Like you're gonna it, go like, to mass twice. It's you're not doing that, something that doesn't need to be done. Well, people, it's like Shark Tank. People are not <laughs> dumb. People, like we do complicated things all the time. Like people with children manage, pick up and drop off schedules and and activities. You know, if you have like five kids and they all do stuff, you're doing twelve things a day. This is two. Yes. Anyway. Yeah. Go it's like mass. Shark Tank when he's like, great. when like, what was the guy? Ooh, he's like, did you just take a Shark Tank? Reference? I did. He's one of the episodes. He was like, Tank. he's like, you invented something that doesn't need to be invented. Yes, that's right. <laughs> yeah. You're, you. Yeah. This is a. An invention that does not solve a problem. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Well, I, so there's that. So go to Mass. So you're going to go to Mass for the fourth Sunday of Advent, and you're going to go to Mass for Christmas. And I would see it, I mean, especially if you have children, 
Um, if you have, you know, someone in your home who's like, oh, we have to go. Like, like it, this is good, right? Going to mass is good. This is not like, a, this is not. So let's avoid the language of yep. sort of have to. And um, I mean, you do have to, right? It's an obligation. Yeah. yeah. But it's not. Anyway, mass is good. Okay, can I, so, have your soap, can I have your soapbox? Okay, I'm done, I'm done. Okay, I'm get, done. Back, get, down the, with the charts. The O'Brien uh, TED Talk. This is my O'Brien. Thank you, thank you for coming yep. to my okay, TED Talk. Okay, so last week we talked about uh, the Blessed Virgin Mary and Our Lady of Guadalupe. We got a lot of feedback. Yeah, and, and we had some, uh, I even had some feedback about and I, so three students, three students who don't know each other, all said, I think Mary received the Eucharist. And I said, I asked one of them why, and she said, um, her name is Lauren W. Wait, wait, that's too obvious. L. Weber. So she actually (laughs) texted me, Lauren texted me, and I, this is like not, I did not, I have still have not texted her back as of this recording. Well, now she's hearing it. And so it went like this. Does that mean I don't have to text her back? And I said, yeah, you don't have to text her back. This is what Lauren said. This is her text. Wouldn't Mary, wouldn't have Mary had all caps? Now Lauren is yelling at me. Had to receive the Eucharist if they were in Acts chapter 2, 42. Oh, if they were Acts 2, 42-ing it up <laughs> by celebrating the Mass. Obviously, she was going to that, right? So Acts 2, 42 is the early church. Breaking of the bread. The breaking of the bread. And so her Lauren is saying, wouldn't Mary have been there? Yeah, and so Lauren has a theological, scriptural one right there. Okay, so another student said, Interesting. and I said, well, why do you think that? And they said, because I just really feel like Mary would have received the Eucharist. And I was like, feel? Yeah, feel. Okay, yeah. next, the third kid said, and I quote, Facts don't care about your feelings, kids. <laughs> <laughs> but there are no, we don't have any facts. Anyway, go ahead. Sorry. And the other one was John Paul II. The kid, not John Paul II, talked to me, but that would be awesome if he did. But the kid quoted John Paul II and said, John Paul II in one of his writings on Mary and the understanding of the Eucharist and kind of connected some stuff together. This is why I love college students. Says, Mary did receive the Eucharist because what we mean by the Eucharist is the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ. And at the Annunciation, that's what she received in her body. Therefore, she received the Eucharist. Say that again. I don't know. At the Annunciation. Yes. So she received Gospel of Luke. She received in her body yeah. the fullness of the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus. Those four things. Okay. So that is what we call the Eucharist. Okay. But okay. Well, when we well, say leave, leave that out we the, receive the Eucharist, we're, leave, we're leave, saying... Leave out the bread part. Leave out the bread part. She received, Mary received the fullness of who, um, of Jesus yes, in her Yes, but womb. not... When we talk about the Eucharist, we talk... You, you can't you can't separate the Eucharist from the, under the under the species of, of bread and bread wine. and wine. So you'll just have, people just have to go back to and read John Paul II on this. Um, uh, we we we're gonna. But move did on. Mary go to mass? That's what we're that's what we're getting. Yeah. At. Uh, so there was some. Di- I'd say I would say yes. And there's other. I mean, lots of lots of uh, uh, since all these questions have come up, you know. So like, there's different. People who have sort of speculated. So we don't know. I mean, we don't have any sort of Mary's writings or, uh-huh. um, but you know, like Mary, yeah, go like would have would have gone to mass in the early church, 
and therefore would have received, you know, she's not, what prevents a person from receiving Holy Communion, you know, an irregular marriage, not Mary, uh, <laughs> uh, being in a state of mortal sin, not, not Mary, not Mary. Um, showing up late, not, not Mary, Mary. You know, leaving, she, uh, leaving before the final blessing, ew, not ew, Mary, that's Judas left before the final blessing. Okay. I'm so I'm, that's so annoying. That's, I would say leaving mass early side note for, for 15 seconds, leaving mass early is so rude. It's noisy. And I would say it's one of the most discouraging things that happens to me as a pastor oh. is when I hear, and I don't even know, I don't even know who it is, but I know cause I'm standing at the altar or I'm receiving Holy communion or I'm, I'm distributing Holy communion. And I hear the doors. I hear people going out the doors. Oh, it's, and so I'm distributing Holy communion and I hear those doors and it's very discouraging. Okay. So just know that if you're looking for motivation to stick around, <laughs> Um, yeah. Okay. So did, I mean, so let's, let's okay. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We can't Mary, go down this road because we got something else to do. Did Mary receive the Eucharist? We're, we're going to go with yes. Okay. Right. We're going to go it, with yes. It does not change my faith. You're saying John Paul II wrote about this? So a student told me about that, but I've not referenced it. Have you ever seen those tabernacles that are like within a statue of Mary? Okay. Have you ever seen one of those? So we may not get to what we're No, we can talk. get to it. I just, no, I'm no, just asking. No, because it's like... I think that's so... I, this those is are like, so cool. What, what we're going to talk about is like 45 minutes condensed into 23 minutes. Oh, and I think well, we're at like... We've we got, still, like 15, we got like 15 minutes we left. We still have some... Okay. Um, but I mean, so we have well, a podcast actually, every week. So well, we here. Can, here, I'll give you, I'll give you one. Um, during COVID, I had a bunch of students and we, they would like watch Eucharistic Adoration on their computers. And they would, you know, it's like, okay, well, um, we would turn Eucharistic Adoration on and then turn the camera on and kids could literally like watch Eucharistic Adoration oh. from St. John, watch Mass from St. John during COVID. So this girl, Emily Heitschmidt, who now lives in Kansas City, she's uh, from Nazareth, Texas. Anyway, so during, uh, during COVID, she would uh, watch Eucharistic Adoration on her computer. So last summer... Right, last summer, which was 2023, we were in Poland, and we're cruising to all these beautiful churches and monasteries and shrines. And she walks out. She's like, "Father, um, I gotta show you something." I'm like, oh, what? Father, did you know oh, that that I've been here before?" So she walks me into this chapel, and there is the tabernacle. That was on her computer all the time, where she would, air quote, pray her holy hour. And it was in this town of Neopokolonov in Poland, Mary Town, which is um, the so it's a it's a tabernacle. It's a mo big monstrance. Remember the word monstrance means to monstra to, to show, show to show it off, not el custodio, the caretaker, as they say in Spanish. So it the Mary's womb was this big Luna. And it was wild. My sister used to, um, and because most people didn't know where it was, all they all they saw was the link. Wow, and they that's would go to such the link. a small but the, world. But the, but the chapel was like, as you're staring, as you go into the church of Neopokolonov, you go up the stairs. It's kind of this gray. It's beautiful on the inside, kind of ugly on the outside. And then right off to the left where the high altar is, is this little chapel. 
and in that is a tabernacle with a large, large host. And they inside have inside a, a statue of Mary. Inside a like, I, I think it's metal. It's a metal statue of Ooh. Mary. But you can just go, just Google um, Neopokolonov, Marytown, Poland, um, Monstrance, Mary's womb. You should. Everyone should know that that um, while Father Kerry talks about googling things, he <laughs> makes he's making the hand motions <laughs> as if he's like running or something. No, That's I'm fair. using my thumbs to. But you're to, kind of, there's a, there's also a. Well, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I like it. I like well, it because the two times I use my phone are I'm I use it as my computer, and I'm I'm usually walking. <laughs> like well, I was, a, that's a good point. Like I was walking the other day uh, around St. John, and I was on the phone talking to somebody, and I was texting somebody at the same time, and I'm oh, moving, my, and I'm moving my elbows. You fell into the theta pond. Uh, no, around St. Oh, John. Oh, okay, and I I'm walking around St. John, and this is. Yo, I love the corner of Miller and Knobloch. And I look over, and our big, huge power pole that uh-huh. has a transformer on the top of it oh. and cables that like crisscross the area, the three metal conduits that are about, I don't know, they're three inches in diameter oh. and a quarter-inch thick steel yeah. were dented in oh, and someone bent ran into sideways. It. And there were car parts oh, all in people. front of the pole. Oh, people. Oh, my gosh. What I was wrong? like, what you got to be kidding me. That's this no is, good. I was like, like what? We, were, we, we were just that day discussing reducing like our deductibles $1,000. You're thinking, we should make our deductible $50,000, and then we can save probably about $15,000 a year on insurance. Yeah. And then I looked at that pole and I said, "But then you're hoping nothing happens." Well, because someone could have hit that pole, and that but pole then, would go didn't bang. Run the over building. your uh, lights on the grass too. Yeah, on the north side of the building. Yeah, that's why the whole north side of the building lights are just dead now. Because so when we built the site of St. John, we we raised it up about six feet. Oh, and so the alley is six feet below oh. the new building. And someone was driving down that alley and oh. just kept going and went up the embankment, oh. crushed some lights, and then went off to the side. And then drove away? And then drove away. Okay. So that's why we... Wow. Uh, oh, and then before we put our bar- our flower pot barricades in, someone drove up for graduation oh, I ri- right up in front of the church. I like your flower pots out there. Those yeah. are cool. Those I don't are, know where filled- you got those, but those are... I, I, uh, I got those in a deterrent. Well, that, didn't someone want to drive like a limo up there? Or two, something? two Poetics? Cadillac, two Cadillac Escalade limousines. I came out one day and they were parked on there. It's like uh, on our sandstone walkway that just has me. Like I'm built for you. I, will, I the name of the limousine company I remember, but I will not publicly uh, berate them. Yeah, yeah, they were. It was it was a funny moment. Oh, okay. So I, I don't so think did we Mary got, received the Eucharist. We're gonna go with yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, because, what else do we want to talk you about? You know what? She went to the island of. She didn't go to the island of Patmos, but she was with John. Yeah, John, and was, John a was a priest. John was a priest, so he would have celebrated mass every day as a faithful priest. So, yeah. Wow. Okay. But okay. Okay. Now, now. Okay. I got another one. Would Mary, when she received the Eucharist, she would be eating her own DNA? Yeah. Because the flesh of Jesus yeah, is the from body, Mary's blood, soul, and right. divinity. The body, the blood. It's the blood. Yeah. 
Okay. His body and blood. If Jesus did 23 in me, like he like swept his inside of his cheek and put it in the tube. We have, shipped. we've done, we've done that. Who? Not 23 and me, but they, on all the, like on the shroud, on the shroud of Turin. What? Like they know Jesus's blood type. Oh, it's universal. It's the oh, whatever the universal donor is. Yeah. Okay, but did he or whatever you know, the universe? Yeah, universal donor. Yeah. You know we have um, what is that called? Chromosomes. What are they? There's twenty three. Yeah. Yes. Did he have a full set or did he only have one? Because one you get from one parent, one oh, you get from the other. And do we have like God's DNA? Yeah. God doesn't have DNA. God's pure spirit. But uh, yeah. So wow. he would have had Mary's DNA. I think we need to ask Father Healy this question because he's our he's our resident expert on the Shroud of Turin. Oh, he'll actually be giving. We were just talking about this. So he did a presentation last spring on the Shroud. You know, he has this. He has like a replica. Did he steal it from Turin? He, did he steal it? No, I think he I, bought I, I it. Guess I guess mean, I didn't mean steal. But I it's mean, like twelve he, feet long. It's massive. I think he has it in his room. What What else is in there? All his instruments, his nine instruments, and a bunch of other stuff. His uh, he, well, you know, what this was like two two weeks ago. I come out and I'm like, there's like this sort of buzzing noise in the kitchen, like, mm, and I'm like, what is that? Like, go out there. It's just Father Healy. He's making jerky. <laughs> don't, oh, worry, be, don't worry about his it. His beef jerky machine. It's the dehydrator. And I was like, where did this come from? And he's like, I keep it in my room. What else you got in there, man? Wow. Anyway. So he's our resident expert on the Shroud of Turin. So he's actually going to do another presentation right after Easter this year. Okay. On the like on the resurrection and the Shroud. I may get him on the list. He should come do it at St. John's. It'd be a, it'd be a big hit. It'd be a big hit. So anyway, we're already we're we were like planning Lent. We, you know, we got our stations. I'm going to do yeah. a little presentation on our stations of the cross. Uh-huh. Um, a couple days uh, for people, and then he's going to do that after Easter. Wow! As a little celebration uh, of the this resurrection. Is, that's exciting. Very cool. You should get. You should come. It's it's a when he brings his whole thing, it's a thing. He actually just did it for one of the local Rotary clubs, which is like you know Rotary is like a secular. I mean, they do amazing work. They're awesome people, but he he did like a little twenty minute thing on the shroud. Yeah. Okay. Now, I I just had this thought. So this is. Extra thought Thursday, you know Antique Roadshow, and then that that uh, I love. Okay, there's Antique, Antique Roadshow, Road but then there's that uh, pawn shop in Vegas. Uh huh. I forget the name of it. That like those guys know yeah. a lot about a lot of stuff. Yes. Is like is like That's Father too he- scripted for me. Is like Father Healy, the Antique Roadshow pawn shop guy of the of the um, Shroud of Turin. I mean, does he like not? Well, if, this shroud of Turin is. Was he would obvious. be able. That, yeah, he's got. I mean, all that research. He's got a huge PowerPoint presentation. It's so good. It blew people up last year. It was awesome. People were exploding. He's taking it on the road a little bit to some other parishes. Why the Rotary invite him? Somebody at the parish. They have a, like a speaker every week. I don't know. One week it's yeah, probably about like the equestrian team, and then the next week it's about the Shroud of Turin. Oh, I don't know. Cool. I oh, gave yeah, a talk David. there a couple of years ago about Saint Valentine. David Fairbanks. Oh, maybe David. Yeah. Yeah, Fairbanks is the guilty Larry, one. Larry, Larry Hobrocks, and up oh. in that. Oh, I didn't know that. All up in that piece. The road. <laughs> Sure, that's how they talk. I don't think Larry Hoverock ever used the phrase. I'm gonna get up. In that. <laughs> uh, 
Hilarious. Uh, Hilarity. Okay, so Advent's coming to a close. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. We, so we, what, next week we're going to have to do what I, I was going to do this this time about about the Old Testament because there's just like oh okay um, well that'll be very fitting it'll be it'll be post a Christmas day we'll be in the Christmas season yeah um I think that would be most fitting to do some of that old little Old Testament New Testament yeah hmm. okay well, well let's start since this um whole since this entire episode has been derailed <laughs> and uh, what are you reading right now you know what I'm reading. Let me tell you about what I'm reading. First of all, what I'm listening to, I'm yeah, listening yeah. to a really fascinating book uh, in the car, uh, which is mostly when I when I listen to things. Um, and the book is called. It's not the, the one in baseball. No, I've 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 kind of run through the baseball books that I really want to listen to. Okay. So somebody else needs to write more baseball books. <laughs> Joe Posnanski needs to write more books because I will listen to all of them. No, I'm listening to a book called The Soul of Civility uh, by Alexandra Hudson. It's called The Soul of Civility, Timeless Principles to Heal Society and Ourselves. She makes this wonderful... Where did you find this book, by the way? Um, I think I read a review of it in First Things. Okay. I think. Saw it somewhere, maybe on Twitter. Somebody recommended it. Uh, she just basically kind of walks through how we, how uncivil we have become, and we see that certainly in our politics, but also just in how, basically, kind of the decline of manners. Oh, um, you know, she even like, I mean, this is you know, this is all very tangential, but she she like, you know, like people used to dress up on airplanes. Like okay. people used to dress up to go out to eat. Um, people used to to kind of get you know become very sort of presentable when they even when they go to like the grocery store or something. And we've lost all that. We've just we've become super informal, and the informality has led to incivility. Bought it just now. Um, and you know so like we don't we don't know when we don't know how to eat anymore. We don't know how to talk to each other anymore. And the decline of those kinds of, you know, what people sort of see now as like, you know, if you, I mean, you, you do this too, par- partially because you're from Oklahoma, I'm from Texas, you were in the military. I just always learned in school, like when I go out with people and I'm talking to, especially somebody older than me, like I refer to them as ma'am or sir. Uh-huh. Um, that like people, there's people now when I say that, oh yes, ma'am, or yeah, oh yes, sir, and they they're like, sir, I'm not a sir, I'm not. That's a, my dad, you know, and I'm like, I'm not, I'm not disrespecting you, I'm respecting you. Mm-hmm. Yes, sir, no, sir, you know, please and thank you. And anyway, she just says that 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 has there's been this kind of big decline of that, you know, the the um she doesn't say this, but this is sort of my own thing of like. Um, like thank you notes and, and, you know, and I'm as technological as anybody, but like Uh you sit down and you write a good handwritten thank you note. And like, it means a lot to people that you took the time that you spent money on a stamp and, you know, yeah. anyway, all of that to say, then she kind of, as, as we go along, she's moving that up the, up the ladder towards what's happening, like in our politics yeah, and even like between okay. countries, diplomatic relations between countries. Then the other great thing I'm reading is Dorothy Day, The Reckless Way of Love, 
Uh, it's called The Reckless Way of Love, Notes on Following Jesus. I love Dorothy Day. I love her. I thought that Gail Hammerschmidt wrote his thesis on her. He did? Yeah. I want to read it. I love her. I love her. Um, this is the where she has the line. Uh, uh, so she has this whole chapter called Love the Lord Your God. Anyway, she just talks about how hard it is to love God through other people. Um, <laughs> so she says this. She says, I am, I am convinced that prayer and austerity... Prayer and self-sacrifice, prayer and fasting, prayer and vigils, prayer and marches are the indispensable means and love. All these means are useless unless animated by love. Love your enemies. That is the hardest saying of all. Please, Father in heaven who made me, take away my heart of stone and give me a heart of flesh to love my enemy. It is a terrible thought. We love God as much as the one we love the least. Came in like a wrecking ball. We love God as much as, as the one gosh. we love the least. It's so hard. It's so hard. Anyway, I've just so enjoyed. I've just read just a little chapter a day um, or like one in the morning, one at night, and I've just loved it. I've just loved it. It's really helped me a tremendous amount. Wow. Okay, we're coming up on the end of time. Let me just uh, reiterate uh, mass times for Christmas. St. John the Evangelist Catholic Student Center. Close. Zero, zero. zero masses. <laughs> Close. So Christmas masses at St. Francis Xavier, Christmas Eve, uh, Sunday afternoon, 4 p.m., 6 p.m., 8 p.m. in Spanish, midnight, and then 9 a.m. on Christmas Day. So that's five masses to choose from. Hot dog. I know a lot of you are probably traveling. Uh, check your... Check the parish website. Don't just assume stuff is going to yeah, be true. Check the, check the parish website. All right. Happy Advent. Peace. Almost Merry Christmas.